Blog Talk Radio. Set it 
Hey, 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 hey. It's your boy, Flossy Jeezy. Yes, we are back for yet another show. I know it's been a while, but I've been setting up some hot stuff for y'all. We got some hot acts coming up real soon. Like, I'm not going to break the surprise. I'm just going to let you know that we're still here and we on the rise. Flossy G, what's popping? 16 646 595 3402. And today, we're doing Al Hudson and the Soul Partners. Of course, you know Al Hudson of One Way fame. This was his first initial effort, his first initial group. And today and in the coming week, we're going to take a trip down memory lane for one of the most prolific and talented songwriters and singers ever, Motown's Al Hudson. You know what I mean? We will play music that he created from both the Soul Partners through his dealings with the world-renowned group One Way. So your boy, Flossie Jeezy, is back and doing it like I always do right about now. Again, that's 646-595-3402, 646-595-3402. And as we go ahead and start getting it in today, I have to get my own credits in real quick because you know how it is. I'm the host of the show, so here we go. You can find me on Facebook on several apparatuses. You can find me on the Flossy Jeezy Show Worldwide page. You can find me on a Flossy Jeezy music page that I do through Reverb Nation that's connected with Facebook. You know what I'm saying? Always creating, always having a new song. Matter of fact, when the show is over today, I got to put out my usual weekly song. I put out a weekly song all the time, and it posts over on Facebook as well as uh, Reverb Nation itself. So, you know what I'm saying? I'm on Tumblr, Twitter. Um, you know, uh, i got about six different blog pages right there on Facebook. You know, everything from jazz and R&B, you know, Flossy G's Jazz Review to Flossy G's R&B and Jazz uh, page as well as, you know, several other apparatuses over there. And, again, like I say, you can find me on Tumblr, Twitter, Mixcloud, Soundcloud, Spreaker. I'm just about everywhere. Like my man Johnny Cash said, you can find your boy Flossy Jeezy everywhere. Now, I'm not in the yellow pages, but you can find me in places known and unknown. So as I continue to, you know, roll all the way through everything and get this thing going, we're going to have a solid two-and-a-half-hour show where we're going to have, you know I said, music and review different things and talk about stuff. And of course, one of the first things that I like to do, you know, Al Hudson made some 16 albums. And so uh, that's a lot of work, you know what I'm saying, you know, years of work. I think let's get on into to what's going on so far as the information. It says here that One Way or the Soul Partners, no matter how you look at it, said uh, was one of America's R&B and funk bands that was popular in the late 1970s through the 1980s, led by singer Al Hudson. The group's most successful record was Cutie Pie, a whole lot of popping and locking going on. You catch them back in the days, already know what it is. You know how it goes down. Your boy Flossie was on the sidelines. I was at the skating rink waiting for people to quit skating so we could get down and some of that popping and locking. You know how it goes. Which okay, that album um, and song, Cutie Pie Rex, number four on the Billboard and Soul uh, singles charts, and number 61 on the pop charts in 1982. Al Hudson and the Soul Partners, which was his first initial effort, was formed in 1978 
Al Hudson himself and the group were from the Motor City, Detroit, Michigan, in 1978 as a newer incarnation of the band known as the Soul Partners, excuse me, originally known as the Soul Partners, Al Hudson, Alicia Myers, guitarist Dave Robinson, Cortez Harris, bassist, uh, you know, Kevin McCord, drummer Gregory Green, and keyboardist Jonathan Meadows were the original members. They first recorded as Al Hudson and the Soul Partners scoring an R&B hit on the ABC label You Can Do It in 1979. In the 1980s, however, uh, ABC Records was in the process of being bought out by MCA Records. I didn't know that. And when the band moved from the MCA label, they subsequently changed their name to One Way, featuring Al Hudson before becoming One Way. They said they were on MCA from 1980 to 1988. And I'm telling you, back again, that and boy, takes me back. Said they scored uh, three top ten USB uh, and R&B uh, chart hits, with the uh, biggest one being Cutie Pie, which reached number four in 1982. The original front woman, Alicia Myers, left the band in the early 80s to pursue a solo career, and she was replaced by Candace Edwards, who served as a female lead from the group, 1981 through 1985. Edwards' debut was on the Fancy Dancer album, and she remained with the group throughout the biggest successes, including Cutie Pie. Alicia left at the wrong time, but until you had Cutie Pie, I ain't going to say it no more. Yeah, I am. Popping a lot of banging. Pow, pow. Okay. Then, um, they had minor hits on the UK singles charts with music in 1979. Let's talk about shh in 1985. They moved to Capitol Records in 1988 where they released their final album, A New Beginning, later that same year. By this time, only Hudson, Robertson, and Meadows remained from the original lineup. The legacy of Meyer's song, I Want to Thank You, was sampled by E-40 on I Want to Thank You featuring Sugar T, taken from his 1996 album, Hall of Game. Great album by E-40. I got him coming up in subsequent weeks. Like I said, I like to cover everybody. Also, Buster Rhymes and Q-Tips sampled the song for Buster's Thank You in 2013. So, like I said before, you know, good stuff, great, great albums. You know what I mean? These these guys got a lot of albums. Let me just, let me just name them off real quick, and then we're going to get into the particulars of the first album. First album, of course, that they will be especially for you, Cherish, Spreading the Love, and Happy Feet. That was as Al Hudson and the, and the uh, Soul Partners, and Happy Feet was Al Hudson and the Partners. Uh, one way, of course, was uh, in, started in 1979 where um, he had the uh, version, 12-inch version of You Can Do It, um, One Way featuring Al Hudson, the full-length album in 1980, the following year. 1981 was Love This, Fancy Dancer, also in 81. Uh, 1982, sponsored Who's Fooling Who and Wild Night. 1983 was Shine On Me. 1984 was Lady. 1985 was Wrap Your Body. 1986 was uh, 9. Um, uh, let's say IX, of course, were the letters. They used the Roman numerals on that one. And also A New Beginning, compilation albums, Cutie Pie, Push, you know, the best of one way in 20th millennium, uh, century millennium uh, masters of millennium collection. So good stuff, good things going down. Again, one way, Al Hudson and Soul Partners and uh, featuring Al Hudson, her origins were Detroit, Michigan. Genres were R&B, funk, 
1986 to 1988. Labels were ABC, MCA, and Capital. And past members, of course, were Al Hudson, Alicia Myers, Dave Robertson, Cortez Harris, Kevin McCord, Gregory Green, Jonathan Meadows, Candace Edwards, Jeanette Mack, Lori Tice, and Valdez Brantley. So, as I flip over here to our Discogs page, we have, you know, when you get older albums, and for me, my source of getting at the music is uh, through uh, my apparatus over on um, over on um, uh, YouTube. That's where we get all the music from so we can have clear, clean playbacks because I don't like, you know, have scratchy stuff bumping and, and doing all that stuff, although that's probably blasphemy for DJs because they love, you know, albums and stuff to mix from. I like to get my information where I know we can get it all from. But when you're doing early stuff, you don't always catch all of the uh, songs that's on a particular album. So this first album, especially for you, um, is a funk and soul genre. It's, uh, you know, soul and, and disco. Um, you know, it's, like I said, 1977 was the album when it came out. I'm going to go over here to, to, to Wikipedia real quick and, and bring that back up because, like I said, I like to be as clear and concise, you know, for our information as we can because, you know, you folks deserve that out here. So especially, let me go to YouTube here. Uh, okay, that's uh, Wikipedia. We want to make sure we get the right source. I love Wikipedia because you can go to Wikipedia and get all the information that you want to get out of there. And uh, they always have some some good stuff in there and a lot of information on albums and, and, and everything else. So as I go in and I go, uh, especially for you, okay, and of course that's going to be Al Hudson. I want to make sure we get our source material correct here. Of course we won't have to do this again. It's been a while since I've done a show, so you know I kind of go back and 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 and, and uh, do uh, my little uh, you know album searches and stuff like that. And it doesn't appear that it's going to. Uh, oh wait a minute, now wait a minute. Let's not say what's not going to happen. It might happen. Okay, redirected to Al Hudson and the Soul Partners, and of course it's not bringing it up. Well, let's go ahead and do it this way. We're going to go back and do it the original way we started to do it, and we're going to go with Al Hudson. And uh, it's I got a notion, you got the notion. Uh, Real Love, and those first two songs here again, because it's an older album, won't appear for us. But we do have You're So Wonderful, Feelings, Baby Let Me Love You, Trying to Prove My Love, Disco Lover, Let's Disco, and When Something's Wrong With My Baby, a classic. So let's go ahead and get on into the music. And our first uh, song of the day, of course, will be You're So Wonderful with Al Hudson, and the soul partners. Uh, your boy Flossie Jeezy likes to play the whole album, so we'll probably be back in about 40 minutes or so uh, when this album is over with, and we'll introduce you to the second album. And like I said, by then, we should have all the cobwebs knocked off. I thank you folks again for joining me. It's your boy Flossie Jeezy, What's Poppin', 16, Al Hudson and the soul partners. That's, you know what I'm saying? It's our 9 o'clock show, 646 Five nine five three four zero two. Let's go ahead and get it in. Mm-hmm. 
that your love is so wonderful when you arrive. Nothing more than feeling Trying to forget my Feelings of love So many teardrops Rolling down on my face Trying to forget my feelings of love, feeling for my life I'll feel it. I wish I'd never met you, girl. Come again Oh, so many In my heart 
Not off to a bad start at all, you know what I'm saying? We got on down with it. Your boy Flossy Jeezy back here once again with you, and uh, six four six five nine five three four zero two, and that was the album especially for you on ABC Records, nineteen seventy seven. You gotta love that man. You gotta love the way that went down. Your boy Flossy Jeezy once again bringing it to you and letting you know that today we're you know, in the coming week, we're going to be visiting and taking a trip down memory lane for one of the most prolific and talented, you know, songwriters and singers ever. You know what I'm saying? And grouped in with one way, Motown's own uh, Al Hudson. You know, we will play, you know, music created by him when he was with uh, one way and with the soul partners. Because, you know, I like to do the, the full, broad swath because I want, you know, the folks out there to to get a history of some of the music that we had. You hear a lot of, you know, hip-hoppers and stuff sampling a lot of this music, and I just think that it's important for the people out there to know exactly where this music came from and the fact that, you know, these great talents, these great uh, hip-hop artists got out here, you know what I'm saying, probably listen to Mama and Daddy's music and, you know, you know, got some great ideas and some great incentives from them, and it's a blessing all the way around. Like I said, I'm glad that, you know, we've got, you know, talented artists and appreciate the music and really know what they were listening to. And I'm glad that we were able to, you know, bring it to you this morning. You know what I'm saying? Six four six five nine five. You know what I'm saying? Three four zero two. Six four six five nine five three four zero two. Your boy Flossy Jeezy. It's your boy. You know, I'm bringing it to you the way it's supposed to be brought to you. You know what I'm saying? Live, raw, uncut. And uh, like I said, you know, we try to give it to you the way it's supposed to be done. As we continue with what's popping 16, Al Hudson and the Soul Partners right now and One Way, um, we got the second album coming up from 1977, again, with Al Hudson and the Soul Partners. This album was called Cherish. Its genres is funk and soul. Again, the year is 1977. The playlist includes If You Feel Like Dancing, I Like Everything About You, Survivors of Love, Cheating is a No-No, Why Must We Say Goodbye, Trips, Slipped, Stumbled, and Fell in Love. You know what? <laughs> With a title like that, it's no wonder that I tripped, <coughs> slipped, and stumbled and fell trying to figure out how to get that out there. You know what I'm saying? Having choked up and coughing on the chronic and everything else trying to bring it to you. Cherish, of course, is the title cut, and if you get caught. So, I mean, we got a good old school album, you know, another, you know, uh, five slam a jammer hooked up, you know what I'm saying? Some funk down into your elbows and knees to the crack of your toes, fungi, funkorama funk, you know what I'm saying? Some for you that, you know what I'm saying, feed on and feel. Your boy Flossy G's is bringing it to you. So let's go ahead and get on into it. Again, you know how I like to do it. This album lasts for, oh, just about 40 minutes. You know what I'm saying? Back in the days, they had shorter songs 
but they had a whole lot more to say. You know, if you're going to run a long song, we ain't talking about nothing. It really is no use. There is there. So let's get on down to the funk and soul and sound of uh, Al Hudson and the Soul Partners, 646-595-3402. And our first effort again will be If You Feel Like Dancing. Well, well, I don't know how we only got four seconds of that first one. Uh, you know, that's kind of crazy. Let me go in here and be nosy real quick and see what happened with that first one. You know, that's, that's not a good look. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to, trying to impress my folks out here, trying to impress you folks that, that you feel this funk. And all of a sudden, we sit up here, we see that we got a song that wasn't, you know, quite enough to snuff. I'm going to find out exactly what happened with that. Matter of fact, I'm going to go ahead and uh, attempt to reload here as we continue to kick it. Your boy, Flossie Jeezy, you know, I, I like things done the right way. If they can, You know, Mama and Dad always said, never do a half job. Always try to take it to the limit and do the best job that you can do. So that's what I like to try to do. I like to bring it to you like no other. Let's see if we can get this song loaded up here and see why it was only four seconds long. If I find out that that's the case, I'll play the rest of the album, and I'll go and uh, bring that song up, and we'll play it later on in the show because I'm not going to let y'all get cheated. I certainly am not going to cheat myself. You know the old saying, treat yourself and not cheat yourself. So we're going to see how this bad boy goes down as we roll it on through. And uh, it's downloading now. It's a beautiful day here in Portland, Oregon. I'm sitting back here enjoying the time. I hope you're enjoying the time. We're going to continue to try to bring it to you. Meanwhile, I'm going to look on the playlist and see what song we can play in the interim while that one is getting its act together. Looks like I like everything about you. So that's that sounds like another good another good classic right there. And we can go ahead and drop one in there. I'm going to see how this works real quick. Like I said, you know how it is with human and technical error. You know what I'm saying? I like to make sure, like I said before, and we are fully covered on everything. So, as, like I said, as the song cycles itself in and as we get it downloaded and everything, you know, your boy Flossie Jeezy, like I said, will be running these shows all week. And, you know, I hope that you folks like what we try to bring you here at 1716 Productions, you know, your boy Flossie Jeezy, Flossie Jeezy Show Worldwide. I like to bring it to you because, like I said before, you know, you have those long work days. You get the chance to record some of this stuff maybe put it on your MP3 or whatever, you get an opportunity to, you know, to, to get some of this fly stuff that you can play. And you can go back with your kids and say, hey, you know what? I bet you thought that so-and-so created this song and he's the one that, that put it down for you. But in reality, your boy Flossie Jeezy is the one who's, who's bringing it to you so you can let him know what the original song is. I do that stuff with my son all the time where I sit up and uh, play old songs and he's, He's stunned and amazed that uh, Pop's generation was so cool because we had this, you know, this, this good music to bring to the people and everything. So, like I said before, as I wait on wait on things to come back up here, uh, your boy Flossie Jeezy is going to continue to hold it down for you every time. And like I said, we got a, a lot of good music, a lot of good stuff going on, and I'm going to 
cycle through a few things here to see why all of a sudden uh, we're not getting things the way we need to have them. But it's it's cool. We're still on point and everything. Let's see and check check the line. Yep, line's still wide open. Six four six five nine five three four zero two. As we continue to bring it to you, and I'm going to go all the way out, come all the way back in because, like I said, we're not going to we're not going to cheat the people out of the good stuff here. And I'm not understanding why this bad boy isn't coming back in for us. You know, these like I said, these these glitches that you have sometimes, they are they are definitely a pain. <clears throat> you definitely need to to get things back up and running. And I wanna make sure that the folks out there <clears throat> there we go are enjoying everything that we're bringing them to them. And so, without further ado, hopefully we'll have that song up and running here. Let's get you back up there. I apologize for that delay. I just want to make sure, like I said, that your boy, Flossy Jeezy, brings it to you the way you deserve to have it. So I'm going to go back into my search box here, bring that one back up. And let's see if you feel like dancing. And I don't know what happened with that one, but like I said, I'll play that song later on in the broadcast because, like I said, I don't want you to miss it. Right now I'm going to bring up the song Like Everything About You so that we can keep this thing pushing because I don't want to waste your time. You came over here to listen to this good stuff. We want to make sure that we bring it to you. See, I like... Ah, there we are. I like everything about you. Al Hudson. I like everything about you with Al Hudson and the Soul Partners. Let's roll them.
breaking up. Talk all over the town. Oh, honey, let's fix it up. Let's fix it up. We had a fight. I lost my head. I said something that I shouldn't have said. You miss me, and you know I'll miss you. Well, let's break up after all we've been through there. Why? Why?
And, uh, you know, you folks liked that as much as I did. I was having a good time with that album, and that song, Cherish, was my hot song, you know, of the, uh, you know, album right there. That was a very, very hot song, a classic like a classic. I loved it. Your boy, Flossie Jeezy, once again, 646-595-3402, as we continue to get it in. And, of course, I'll repeat again for those just joining us, this is Flossie Jeezy's What's Popping Collection, which is all these old-school and new-school artists and stuff. I do a long strand of old-school music, you know, some new-school stuff. But if you just ain't cutting it, I probably won't preview it. But like I said before, who am I to, you know, judge an artist for what they're doing? It might not be the bomb for me, you know, it might be the bomb to somebody else. However, your boy Flossie Jeezy, it's holding it down every time for you so that you can feel the real as things are going down. You just got to love it. Again, 646-595-3402. This is Al Hudson and the Soul Partners going down with your boy Flossie Jeezy today. Today we're coming uh, into a week of playing a uh, trip down memory lane with, you know, Al Hudson and his uh, prolific writing and singing style. And, uh, you know, Motown's own, Al Hudson. Um, you know, we're playing uh, music that he created both with the Soul Partners and with One Way. Very exciting, very good stuff. We got about 90 minutes left to go. One hour, 30 seconds, uh, uh, excuse me, one hour, 30 minutes, and 17 seconds to be precise. We're getting it in. I'm giving it to you the way you love it. I love it. I hope you're loving it too. Your boy Flossy Jeezy in here with the next album and with the next effort by uh, this prolific artist, uh, Spreading the Love. Spreading the Love is a funk soul genre. The style is soul and disco in 1978. You know, that term disco, you know, it gets abused sometimes, you know, uh, you know, with different connotations, things that people think about. But there were a lot of good just soul artists that just happened to be caught in that era, kind of like, of the soul and hip-hop and R&B music being put in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Curious, weird, but you know what I'm saying? The love is music is just like you hear it. It's interpretive. So uh, the year was 1978 on this album, and we have the title cut starting to show off with Spread Love, Small Talk, You and Me, um, How Do You Do, Lost Inside of You, Love Me Forever, Dance, Get Down, in parentheses, feel that groove. So, as I play it, I'll have a hot song, in my opinion. Here again, you may have a different one, but I'll play or say my particular favorite song and what it is, you know, on our next intro into the next album. I'm not going to tell you what that is. I want you to be a surprise as we both rise at the same time. We've got a 50-50 partnership. I'm playing it, you listening. I'm hoping that you're loving it. Your boy, Flossie Jeezy. 646-595-3402. Let's go ahead and jump in with both feet on the album Spreading the Love with Al Hudson and his soul partners, folks. I'm loving it, and like I said, I hope you're loving it too. Let's go.
you doing after the dance? Wouldn't you like to know? I sure would, baby.
Well, as we continue to get down with this vibe, your boy Falsy Jeezy, loving that last effort, loving that last album that's floated on through here, spreading the love, and Inside of You was my hot track of the album on that. Real smooth, something for the ladies, and you know how it goes down, for the brothers that love the ladies, for the men that love women out there. You know what I'm saying? That's how it goes, all the way down. Love that album. As we continue to keep this thing moving, again, it's your boy, Flossie Jeezy, 
646-595-3402. And we continue to put in much work and get much love for the whole thing, for the whole effort, and let them know how we care about the whole situation as it goes all the way down. 646-595-3402. What's popping? 16. Al Hudson and the Soul Partners getting it in today with me. Today we're going down the memory lane, and in the coming week we'll continue to roll with this vibe as we take a trip down memory lane with one of the most prolific and talented songwriters and singers of all time, my main man, Motown's own, Al Hudson. You know what I'm saying? We play the music created by him and the Soul Searchers as well as him and the group One Way as we continue to keep this thing going and vibing. Up next on the playlist, we have the 1979 effort, Funk and Soul and Disco Style, again, with Al Hudson and, and the partners. Now, this time, you know, as we change years, he kind of dropped the title down a little bit from, you know, Al Hudson and the Soul Partners, right, just down to Al Hudson and the partners. So as we continue to keep this thing rolling, keep the slide pushing up the block, up the avenue on these, we have Happy Feet, Wait and Let Tomorrow Decide, Rock, Call Me, You Can Do It, Another Love Song, Keep Dancing, I Don't Want You to Leave Me, and In the Basement. As we dig further into the basement, into the archives, this will probably end up being the last album that we'll play today, but we will continue to keep this thing pushing. We'll either kick another three uh, set uh, album set up tonight or first thing in the morning, you know, somewhere around that 9 to 10 o'clock district. If not, then tomorrow afternoon for Sheezy. So as we continue this vibe and continue to keep this thing rolling, it's your boy, Flossy Jeezy, 646-595-3402. From 1979, Al Hudson and the partners with Happy Feet.
joy that love can bring If there's a chance we'll have to take it Cause I think that we can make it
Come on, 
Uh, now, this is a pleasant surprise. Hello. We've guest caller in the house. How you doing there, Miss New York? How are you doing? Oh, you know how it goes. Try to search for a song, and your call was right on time. You gave me the opportunity to find it. <laughs> I know. Isn't that cool? I know. I had a good time on a Sunday morning. How are things going back there? Oh, it's, like, really muggy today. It's hot. We're, like, in the 80s today. Oh, kind of like yourself there. Hot, hot and ready to roll. I like that. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm supposed to go a thunderstorm tonight, but I don't know if it's going to if it's gonna make the heat go down. Yeah, that's, that's rough stuff back there, man. It's good grief, man. It's just gets hot back there. It stays hot back there. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm thinking, like, it really got hot early, early this year, you know? Well, I can't even. I, well, it's, believe it or not, it's been that way here, too. And it usually doesn't get muggy like that here, but it, but it's muggy as it can be. And, uh, you know, it's incredible that, uh, you know, it's, it's that warm there, you know? I mean, that's that's something else right there. Yeah. Listen, when when you're sweating and the mosquitoes are sticking onto you, then you know then you oh. know it's human. <laughs> yeah, then you know yeah, that that's that's pretty human. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty human right there. That's that's crazy. <laughs> man, oh, man. I like I like well, just be inside with the AC, you know. I get my dog short walks because he doesn't like to be in the heat, so that works. You know, I can't say I blame you or him because it's uh you know, it's pretty it's pretty muggy stuff out there. And uh I tell you what, you know, being being indoors today is actually a pretty good thing. And uh mm-hmm. I, I'm glad I had the opportunity to be indoors today because it is it is just too hot uh, right now and the clouds get out here and we have the ocean right here, just like you guys on the Atlantic. We have I mean, on the Pacific Ocean, we have the same kind of setup where you have, you know, weather that's just so muggy, you know, it, it, it's unbelievable. And, uh, I mean, it's just incredible to, to see how quickly the, the summer is getting up on us. But some of the humidity and some of the, the extra heat, you know, I you know, that, I got that blood pressure thing going. So quite naturally, I don't like to really have, the, you know, the temperatures be too hot. But you know, I, I, I take whatever the Lord gives us, but sometimes that, that he can be a bit much. I know that's right. Uh, I, all I know is I be telling God, please don't piss off Mother Nature. Because <laughs> uh, yeah. when you piss off Sister off, she just might give you what, just might give you a taste of medicine, you know? Oh, yeah, oh, so. yeah. You know, women are always said to give a man what for, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know that's... what? Um, I wanted to ask you on your advice about this because my friend's been talking. That, you know, men, if a man texts you, do you, because do you, as a woman, are you supposed to get excited or are you supposed to, um, you know, you never met that person before or you did once, but you're texting, you know, I just feel like for me personally, what I tell my friends, my girlfriends, I tell them, I said, listen, if he didn't show interest in calling you more than texting you, then don't get your um, your feelings involved with that. Just leave it as, well, if you just want to continue texting, that's your business. But if not, 
you could just let it go because you're wasting your time. That's what I think. What do you think? You know, I can't disagree with you on that. I mean, if, if a man's really, really interested in you, and I mean really interested in you, then he's going to take the time uh, to call you. He will take the time to call you. He's not going to sit up there and and just, you know, uh, you know that that's kind of like being a, like Bob Deep says, being a halfway crook. I don't think that he's going to sit up and uh, if he's really wanting to talk to you, that he would, uh, you know, take the time to do that. I mean, it, it seems to me that a guy would want to actually talk to someone. I mean, it all depends on the person too, though. Because I mean, if uh, if your if your friend is is feeling it like that for him, then I mean, uh, I guess it all depends on 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 on, on who it is. Maybe he said something to her initially that to pique your interest, but if you got to chase a man down that hard, you know, I think I that. <laughs> maybe just maybe you might need to find somebody who is how can I say is as enthusiastic as you are about about the situation and not do all the chasing. I mean that's 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 a pretty bad thing, you know, for a woman to have to go through that with a man. Yeah. You know, shouldn't shouldn't have to go through that. And uh, I mean, if you if you're going through that, that's that, that's really not a good look. <laughs> you but know, you know what, plus you see, what about I think of it as. You know, um, texting on the phone is so is way different than talking to that person. You talk to that person, you get to know that person, you get to know what they like. When you text, someone can just do any type of things. You know, texting and talking is two yeah. different things, and I don't know why people try to put them together so much. You know, I don't, I don't either. I think people get confused with the difference between office life and and. and home and personal stuff. I, I, if, I'm you, if I'm talking to you and we got a, a relationship going and we're trying to foster a relationship, I don't want to text and call. That that that's kinda of more like more like a business. The only time I should be texting you is if I'm at work or something or someplace where I really can't talk to you if I'm running late or something and you're waiting for me or if there's guests around you and you don't feel comfortable uh talking. That's the only time a text should actually be sent to someone. Other than that, you know, take the time if you really care about somebody to, you know, uh, have enough respect for them, you know what I mean, to talk to them and, and let them know what's going on with you because, you know, this business of, oh, geez, I'm just going to barely show interest. And, you know, you, I really care about you, but here, take this text. Uh, I don't know about that. That's not that's mm-hmm. a good look. I and think it's a way they, for people to escape reality a little bit. And you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm going to agree with you with that. I'm going to agree with you, but I know if it's a sister right now listening to your show right now, there's a guy listening to our brothers listening to the show. They're going to realize, like, that texting thing, not every woman likes that. I think it's a way for a man to say, I can eat my cake and have it too. I can text her, but I have somebody. Or I'm interested in somebody else. But I'll just keep texting you because I like I, I like that type of, you know, I, you know, that type of uh, waste of well, time. Well, I think Tupac, though. Tupac said this. 
He said guys will buy music. Guys will buy music that the women like because, you know, they want what what, what a woman likes. And if a woman's happy and you give her what she likes, uh, chances are the sparks are going to be a lot better and your relationship is going to go a lot farther. Whereas if you're sitting out here on the fringes just kind of halfway doing stuff and you in player mode, well, you know, uh, there's an old 70s classic. Fleetwood um, Mac that says, Thunder only happens when it's raining, and, and, and players only love you when they're playing. And so if you're in player mode with, with, with women and stuff, then let's, you know, I mean, it, it, it's kind of hard. It's, it's, as a guy, you know, who used to be out dating and stuff, it's kind of hard to say, okay, well, I'm going to let women in on exactly what I'm doing. But if somebody that you really care about, and it's not just somebody who, you know, you know, people are just kind of playing around with and stuff, which nobody really needs to be played with. It's just, that's just rude behavior. Uh, but if you're going to be doing that, you're just in player mode, let a woman know that you don't really want to be uh, uh, serious because, you know, a, a woman's time is as valuable as a man's time is, and they don't want to have to sit up and play with you and guess. You know what I'm saying? This is a woman shows genuine interest in you. That's you know? good advice because, you know what, I think, like, the older you are, the more you're going to say, um, I don't want to play the cat-and-mouse games like we're 21 years old. <laughs> if you don't oh, yeah. tell me like that, let me know. I think that's why women, a lot of women out there, because I've seen through social media, whether it's black line or someplace else, they'll come after guys like me because we're older and you kind of, they know that they're a pleasure principle to an older man, for one thing. They know that an older man would always love to, to be with a, a young chickie and wants to, you know, kick it with a younger woman. But I think it's a security thing. Some women are just like men. Both extremes want someone that was like a positive family member, a positive role model in their life. And they want, they like older men because older men, I hear it all the time, say that they don't play games and they're more steady. And they might not be able to, depending on who the guy is, might not be able to break their back like a young guy would, would do. But they, <laughs> they, they, older men also concentrate more on what really turns a woman on, a younger woman on, because a younger woman, you know what I'm saying, has, has probably been pounded six ways to Sunday. And when they can find a man that's really attentive on who they are and really, um, you know, into who they are, You'll find that a lot more than you will say a younger man. And like I said, it's just in player mode. There's nothing worse than a woman that's serious find out at the last minute that A, she has a gay guy, or B, a guy's just playing with her. Both, both, both extremes are, are, are insulting to women. And, and, if, and if you're on that gay thing and you're dealing with a woman and, and, and really, you know, you either kind of bisexual or whatever's going on with you, it's a pretty good idea to let a woman know what's really going on because a, a, a woman doesn't need to be exposed to, or predisposed to that kind of thing because there's a lot of things that go on and involve in the gay lifestyle that may not be conducive to help-wise uh, yeah. people. I mean, I, I, I think if, as if I were a woman, I would not want some guy running up in me and it just went up in some other man's ass. Well, you know what, I can definitely say, I do know somebody that's gay that was that was messing with both people. 
And, like, I'm like, how can they not tell you are? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I just feel like um, it's best up front. You tell that person, well, hey, I'm into, even if a woman says, well, you know what, I like women too, are you going to be okay with that? Because if you decide you think that's a sexy type of fantasy that you want to come true, but then what if you mm-hmm. realize that's all she wants and she got you on the side? How are you going to feel as a man? Well, that's a 50-50 split, too. Like there's a lot of guys that would be like, okay, well, I want to join, and, and both women might be down for that because they might both be bisexual or just, a, you know, the sex organ thing. But I, all I know is if I were a woman, I would not want that for me because there's so many things unsanitary about about, about a person's anal cavity. And and, and when, you, when you sit up there and you got that kind of stuff going on, and, and women are being subjected to, you know, a lot of people are here with the unprotected thing, even when they're on a heterosexual yeah. level. That's not a good thing. But that's true. You see how you brought that up about, like, yeah. uh, going in those type of areas? Well, what about, what do you think about, like, that, you know, that song that Mario had? Uh, Mario, I'm mean, not I say his name right, people. Yeah. No judgment. <laughs> and it's future Chris Brown and um I forgot that girl's name. Um, but the girl says in the song, the guy gotta eat her booty like groceries. And I was like, wait a minute. I'm like, um, you know, there's young kids out there, there's teenagers who are gonna think in the booty like groceries, but I would say, um, be proactive, and if you decide to do that with your partner, you know, talk things out. Make sure that you and them both, you know, you can get the thing at CVS, go get the pack to show that you both don't have no disease and stuff, and if you feel you want to do that. But I feel like a trend, you know. It might not be for everybody, but they might say, hey, I want to do that. <laughs> what do you think about that? I think oh, gay and one more thing. I would always say, go watch your hands. I think there are people out there generally in love with their, their gay partners or whatever, so, you know, I'm not going to bash you on it because that's what you want to do, knock yourself out. Yeah, no don't, judgment. Don't, don't, yeah. don't, don't, however, do a Lee Daniels on me where you that create an empire where you say that you need to re-educate black people on how to look at that situation. Actually, no, we don't. Because a lot of this stuff, like this gay stuff, is, is basically a lot of white people do that stuff. And so far as that's concerned, they, like they got their own swing, they got their own way, European thing, way of doing business. But that's not necessarily our way of doing business. And we don't need to be reeducated on anything. We've had to accept everything as black people. We've had to accept everything that society has thrown at us. And now you want to touch that we have to accept your sexual nature. Actually, no, we don't. Well, you know, you have to. No, I don't. Well, you know, you need to. No, I don't. I don't need to accept none of that. If that's what you want to do, I don't have the right to tell you as an individual or as a couple who you can deal with. But I don't have to accept the concept of what you do. You that's know, true. It's like society still feels free to call me a nigga on TV or on the radio whenever they get ready, and nothing ever happens. People. But if you say something about a Jewish person, everybody's ready to flip upside down and start looking at their breakdancing or something. But you know that, what, Washington? When you come up here in New York, you're going to see 
I'm no, no judgment, but you're going to see a lot of things that have to do with the Holocaust of the Jewish people. Black people had Holocaust happen to them, and nobody. I mean, the day that I will see people get paid, like the Jewish people get paid, I will be shocked over that. But they never want to recognize what happened to black people with slavery. But they always want to bring up about what happened to the Jewish people. And I'm just like, Jewish people, you're going to help out and say, well, well let's uh, help the blacks yeah, out too? Hard to do that Come with, on. With Jews, Come on. Jews, I, I, Irish say the same thing. Jews and Irish say the same thing. But the first thing they'll uh, jump to is, well, we were slaves too. But, yeah, what you have to understand is that Jews and Irish had slaves. Okay, so let's mm-hmm. not act like, okay, well, oh, my God, you know, this, that, this, that, and the third. For for me, you know, when when I continue to hear, and I can get real political and sometimes ugly with it when I when I when I get to thinking about how you talk about nine eleven all the time, and it's nine eleven on a black man and woman every day. We I mean we want to oh, talk about absolutely. the whole absolutely I agree with you. Talk about how many unarmed black folks are getting killed on a daily basis. Talk about how many uh, by, by police. Talk about how police brutality is the, is the rule rather than the exception. There's a lot of things that we can be politically correct about. So, like I said, I, that's another show. But and, and we're going to go back to having talk shows also. But in terms of how what we were talking about, how relationships go, it's just a dead idea that if you're on some eccentric different type shit, you need to make sure that your uh, eccentricities, as it were, uh, are conducive to the other person's way of doing business. In other words, if you're on some gay stuff, let your let your, let your, your partner know. If I mean, this thing with eating, eating um, another person's anal cavity, and that's mm-hmm. supposed to be sex. Let me tell you something. Not only, that not only strips away from the ability to now want to freely kiss people the way you used to because you don't know where their mouth has been. Because, I mean, you have people, there's on the Internet and everywhere, you know, you have some of these people out here having sex with their with their family pets. You got all kind of bullshit that's going on now that has no business going on. There is a reason why waste stinks when it comes out of a person's uh, ass. There's a reason mm. for that. When your body enzymes break things down, and process the stuff, and, and everything comes to your stomach, and all the bile and everything else that's with it, it is completely it's basically what's not supposed to be in your body comes out. Think about it. If you can catch AIDS from going up in somebody's ass raw, what do you think is happening to your mouth and your throat cavity when you're doing the same thing? Well, you're thinking you're trending and, you know, how freaky is freaky and all this other kind of shit that you're doing. Think about that for a second. There is a reason why human waste stinks. There is a reason why, you know, um, you know, God made appropriate sex organs and made things the way that they needed to be and, 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 and put things on that level. You should not delve into things that you know may just not be the most kosher of things to do. And, I mean, you see it all the time. You hear about it all the time. People look at people's asses and doing all this dumb shit, and you see people with bumps all around their mouth and all up in their face and stuff. Things that come out of your anus, right, are not supposed to be reprocessed in a sexual matter. There's some, there's some things where a little bit of control and self-discipline is necessary, and when you find that it's not that way, 
uh, and that's but it's somebody else's way, fine if that's your way. Let me know if that's your way, however. You owe me the respect as a person that you want to get to know and be with. You owe me that respect to let me know the, the X factors and the unknowns of your life. Because you literally, like Michael Jackson said, stop, the life you save may be your own. Because if you mm. give me some shit, you give me some shit because of something you've been doing and haven't put me up on the score, let's just say that I'll be doing shows from, say, a place like Attica. Or, yeah. or, 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 or Rockers Island because I don't think it's right, fair, correct, politically or otherwise, for you to be doing that stuff. Like I said before, people have the right to be who they want to be when we have the right to love who we want to love. Yeah, you got all of those rights. Enjoy them because, sincerely, they are yours. But if you're talking about hooking up with me and dealing with me, that's when it becomes my business because a relationship is a shared, hear me now, it's a shared responsibility. So don't go thinking that's, that's okay. That's some deep words, That's some deep yeah. words is not share. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, some people do become selfish and stuff like that. But, see, that's the thing, too. When you start talking to somebody and, you know, you start dating and stuff, you need to know, like, what do they like to, what do they do sexually? Because if you don't know, you know, what if the chick you're with, she does these people like groceries out of nowhere. What you do, what are you going to do? You're going to be screaming. <laughs> you know? A female friend of mine told me about a guy that I knew, and I didn't really grow up with him, but you see people around your, your neighborhood that you, you've seen all your life. Yeah. Uh, he came home from jail, and the first thing he started doing after coming home from jail is French kissing her ass and doing that. And she said, although it was a freaking turn on, you know, to her, and she liked it and everything, she said, it's just, just didn't know that, that people did that. I said, well, I'm not one that does that. Now, I'm, 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 I'm particular about being, you know, um, French the other way, although I do enjoy that. You know, I mean, one thing that men have forgotten over time is that it's, like Sherelle said, pleasure for a woman is as important as it is for a man. And when they start, people start, you know, taking the pleasure into freak levels just to say, you know, be like Silk, freak me, baby. Uh-huh. Yeah, freak me, baby, lick you up and down. I don't think that that was intended for the place where I wiped my ass. As, like I said before, the enzymes in your body and in your intestines that break that break stuff down so that you can pass waste, that's all poisonous stuff. Why would you want to that's stick your true. mouth down or, somebody, or somebody's rump? I don't, I don't get that. I don't get it. As a matter of fact, I don't want to get it. I don't want to get it. I think you're absolutely right because it's someone because it is a trend out there when they're rapping and singing it in their songs now. On the radio you hear it completely, there's nothing blocked out of that. And I have to say is that you're I agree with you, Philosophy. You have to, you know, remember that you have a shared relationship with your partner and that um I feel when you you have to remember all that stuff, all that waste of stuff is just 
um, stuff that's not supposed to be in your body. That's why we have that area to release stuff. And if another person is ingesting that in their body, it might not get released as the way how it got released from that person that was, like, getting rid of it. You know? I love this younger generation. I love the music that, that most of them, for the most part, bring to the table. Some of it I can't stand. But, and, I, and I understand their enthusiasm for the unknown. But there's certain things that would, so as being disciplined and showing self-discipline and things that are not supposed to be broken. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I say, if a man and a woman were not in a relationship, there would be nobody else, and you and me wouldn't be sitting having this conversation, which is why I don't agree in principle with what what the gay lifestyle represents on, only on that level. Still, at the mm-hmm. same time, as, as a man who's up here a little bit, I understand the need for people, uh, in the case of like women or, or young men and children, that have been abused and beaten up and, and treated all kind of ways when they were all of them when they were babies to their young and trying to find somebody who they could really trust and love. I understand that even partying with people and being in a circumstance, it felt it felt so good to you that you felt the need to continue. I understand all of that. But there's a mm-hmm. there's a, a circuit breaker or a switch that cuts on inside of all of us that tells us don't do this or don't do that. And just because something feels good, hell, it might feel good to stand up and let let somebody punch me in the face every now and then just to, just to see how it feels. But down the road, if I did it long enough, I'd have brain damage. Okay, mm. so just because, just because something might feel good to you doesn't mean it's what you should be doing. And if somehow... The only, the only, that and the only comparisons I don't like is people comparing four, now 500 years of oppression to someone's what someone does sexually. I have a problem with that. I have, I have the same problem with that. Uh, I understand that you probably have gone through some things and trying to make your way through. And yeah, there's been some people committing suicide because they were ashamed of who they were or whatever or ashamed of somebody found out or whatever. But that's just an indicator that maybe you're doing something you don't have no business doing. Maybe that's why you feel guilty about it. The human mind does not lie to you. But here again, this is a, this is a music session. That's a, a different show. And I'm not going to sit here and bash people because I've had relatives. No, you're not doing no judgment. You're just being honest. And you know what? Some people agree and some people might not agree. It's just that, you know. We have freedom of speech, and everybody has a different feeling. But I can say that I do agree with you and stuff. And when I watch about that, uh, uh, what that guy is, is he basketball or football player? That's the gay first one that they said that he's black. And I'm like saying to myself, like, no, he's not. No, he's not, because there is probably plenty of them that are gay in that industry, but they do not tell you. They have money. They know how to keep people quiet. I agree 110% with that. My thing is, is like, when you get somebody like Michael Sams, who's a football player, and he says that he doesn't want to be the first openly gay known football player, so everybody kind of joins in with that. 
sometimes we get on these bandwagons and, and, and political correctness and, and doing stuff. First of all, you have to look at the at the color factor. When they come out and say this, that, and the third, oh, it means something. When we come mm-hmm. out and say the same thing, we come out and say the same damn thing, it means something completely the opposite of what they meant. Or at least that's how they figured it in their mind. So, so yeah. long story short, you have to kind of stay in your lane and know, um, you know, what it is that you really want to do. Plus, no one hired you to find out who you fucking. If that's what you want to do, if that's your your program or your agenda, knock yourself out, man. I don't have the right to tell you who you can sleep with and who you can't sleep with. But if we're talking NFL, if we're talking basketball, if we're talking baseball, we're talking, hell, a modeling of arts. You know, because, you, you know, a lot of gays do, uh, uh, you know, arts and entertainment and stuff and everything else, singing, dance and everything, right? And they, and they do all this stuff. Still, at the mm-hmm. same time, in the meantime, in between time, no one gives a damn who you're sleeping with. And why you keep trying to put it out there, well, I'm this, I'm gay, I'm this, okay, and, and okay, now, what are you actually bringing to the table so far as this job, this particular situation, or this particular whatever we're doing, what does that have to do with who you're sleeping with when you turn the lights off and go to sleep at night? Not a damn thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's you about getting paid to do this for it, not... not Telling us what you what type of sport you're doing in bed. I don't don't know if he was trying to. I don't know if he was because if it's different for a white person to say it because everybody like accepts it, but if it's a black man saying it, it's like a it's like a circus. It's a circus, and I felt like he should have kept that private. I felt like he should have kept that private because he had to remember there's a lot of. Young children out there that do watch football with family, with their family, little kids, and they have to know that the uh, that there's a man that likes other men that's playing football. They're not going to worry about the game anymore. They're just going to be worried about oh, who he like now. No, we don't want that. You know, what, that does what happen. Kills me, what kills me is the stupidity that comes along with these situations in which um, everything we do is just looked at like it's, it's, you know, a suspect. And everything that they do is to be the same shit can be characterized, done up, and felt in a completely different way. Mm-hmm. I'll say again, it's just not something as a man and as a person that I subscribe to or my sexual needs it's not seeing what another man can do for me. It's not something I was raised on. It's not something that I've, I've been, you know, advocating or something that, I, you know, uh, people might feel the need and, and the wanting to do. But basically, like I've said all along, whatever your choice is, is your choice. When you try to That's make true. your choices, you try to make your choices what I'm supposed to be thinking about. That's what I have a problem. When you start... You know, insulting what I say as insulting me by uh, somehow uh, concluding that your homosexuality or whatever it is you're doing is the same as being black. I'm like, no, I'm not feeling that because what you're what you're doing and what you're all about is not. Um, 
it's 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 not the same thing. It's not the same thing. And like I say, if, if you're comfortable doing what you want to do, mm-hmm. you're comfortable as a, as a you're comfortable as a man or as a woman or as or as anything that is that you're, that you're doing, you go ahead and knock your damn self out because I'm not going to sit around and and race bait or or judge you or do anything else to you. Uh, if, if you feel that you're comfortable in something in which you're living your life, I don't have that right. I, I don't. I don't have that right. But you just feel you like they're just putting it. It's basically is is that you know you don't mind watching a football game, but if you have to worry about that person's sexuality, it makes you uncomfortable to watch your football game. Well, you got to realize too that's like that, that most of these guys go into these sports. On, on, on the tough guys thing, uh, they they go in, they go in to per se, um, they they go they go into their sport, you know, for the for the factor. And when they're in the locker rooms, you know, they they might not feel comfortable with you being there in the locker room with them. But that here again. Uh, you know, you're, you're basically telling people. It's you know, true. That's that's tough. Like if you feel that way, we're here. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. Blah blah blah. And you're going to accept. Well, no, I don't have to accept shit. If that's what, that's what you're into. If that's what you want to be a part of. And, mm-hmm. that, that, and that's what you ain't knock yourself out because that's 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 your life to, to to be however you want to be. Just don't sit up here and say that. And I, I better accept accept what you're doing because of you know this is how you feel. No, I don't have to accept anything, and I don't I don't accept you know what you're coming up with, and yeah. that's what you, basically what you want to do. Then then my brother or my sister or whoever, you go ahead and you knock yourself out, and you do whatever whatever turns you on or whatever makes you feel better. It's not a part of my life that I have to recognize. I be a part of it. Contrary to what my man says over there at uh you know, uh Mr Mr uh man that created the, the uh program Empire. Uh I did leave Daniels. Uh I don't need to be re educated on anything. Blacks need to be need to be uh mentally what was the word to say, uh, mentally rehabilitated. Mm. What the fuck do we need to be rehabilitated on something like that for if that's not how we believe? I mean, you had you had homosexuals that were mad as hell at us when when that uh, proposition, whatever that was, uh, seven or what, thirteen or whatever it was, went down in in uh, California, but they were mad at us for for the longest time because we didn't jump in there and and defend their homosexual stuff like somehow. We owe them that. And I'm like, no, what? I said, no. As much as a black man has been through in this country, we don't owe you none of that. We don't. A black man you know, went through a lot in this country, and I don't watch the show Empire, um, Empire, but it's like the people in the black community, especially here where I am, I feel like everybody gets excited to watch it. And they just think everything's on there is real and this and that. Like, they get excited over it, and I don't because I don't watch it. Because I think sometimes uh, 
the white man's going to pay a lot of money to reprogram you. That's what I think. I don't understand what the I don't understand what the problem is. Mm-hmm. People, people having a problem with people that are not into that. I mean, if that's if that's what you want to do, yeah, that's what you're in. I, I I say that over and over again for the folks that are out there listening. Uh, it's not about a, about openly trying to offend other people about how no, they want to live their life. You can live your but, life any way you want. But don't continue. You don't want no one to encourage you to live their life, basically. Right. Don't continue to to, to impose your you know your sense of awareness with who you are, whatever level you feel that you're on. On, on mm-hmm. my life, if there's something wrong with me, or I've got some kind of phobia. Or there's something wrong with me. You're homophobic. No, fuck you. No, I'm not. I'm not any any of that stuff. What I am is a person that doesn't buy into your lifestyle. If you're offended by that, uh, then I don't know what to tell you because I'm not changing my mind, and and my mind is made up, and it's mind over matter. Uh, if that's what you do, I don't mind, but your life doesn't matter. Yeah. I know that. I mean, it's like, and I don't mean to say that in, in, in such a way in which, like I said, like I said, I have to be a, a offensive or whatever. But if it comes down to a choice of choosing between what they mm-hmm. want, who they are, and, and what they believe in, and what we believe in, what side do you think they're going to choose? The traditional side that they always choose. Screw us and hooray for them. Uh, no, not exactly. That's not exactly how <laughs> that works. Because believe it or not. We have our own life, too. And we have things that we believe in, too. And, and, and blacks, regardless of what you say, African-Americans, whatever you want to call yourself, because you got Raven talking about she's not African-American and all this other stuff, and I'm just American. Well, give a time, sweetheart. After, people, after you get fall out from Hollywood, the people call you nigger a few times, and you'll recognize why the older parts of us, people out here, you know, don't mind being called African-American because anything is being better than being called the N-word. And when I hear people, Caucasians, say, well, you guys call each other that, and that's right, maybe we do. And it's still not okay for you to do it. And well, why, why, why are you able to say it? Because I, first, because I can. B, because we're take, we've taken the word and modified it from ER, which is the offensive uh, word that you've used as a weapon ever since we've been here, because you couldn't figure out that the Niger River, right, uh, or, or Nigeria, you were trying to say Niger, but you said nigger, just like people, we call uh, tomatoes and potatoes over here, potatoes mm-hmm. and tomatoes, and in Europe they call them potatoes, potatoes and, and, and tomatoes, right? It's yeah. all in how you word and how you say things. So you you basically, and, and the Niger River, right, and, 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 and like me and Sugar Ray were breaking down in the shows, the term Negris, right, means king and royalty, so even that has something positive to it. Why are you asking me why I'm using the word and you use it just like that's my name? Kind of like Malcolm said, kind of like gold medal flower or Pillsbury as a brand, you you use the word the word N-word on me in a negative, offensive, attacking way. Then you sit back because I've taken the word and, and flipped it around where it doesn't have any power. What you're really asking me in reality is, 
how come you got get so much power out of this word, but yet we can't use it because you guys have used up your warranty on calling me a nigga. Your warranty has oh, expired. Matter of fact, your warranty expired the year you killed Martin Luther King. Your warranty expired on being able to, to use that word because you were very lucky that when Malcolm, Martin, and Megar Evers, 3M Corporation, that's my 3M Corporation. Medgar Evers, or Malcolm X, Medgar Evers, and Martin Luther King. When you killed mm-hmm. when they were all, all three of those men were assassinated. They were also rights people. They were all assassinated. And so if, you, if you're uh, having going through a quandary of sorts because you can't understand or figure out why you can't call me that or why you, you need to be punched in the mouth for calling me that, all you got to do is go open up your history books because for a long time, the only thing you had in black history books was well, whites did this, whites did that, and oh, by the way, blacks didn't close the book on a paragraph. You can't do that anymore, except in the state of Texas where they're not trying to change the words uh, slave trade to uh, the, tri- the triangle uh, 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 trade business of some kind, the triangle, the triangle, there's something called a triangle something, but it was slave trade. But, but the Texans want you, the children to be blinded so they don't see the bigotry and everything, and they try to run from their history all the time, but they want us to remember one thing, that, we neg- that we're Negroes at first, and, you, and, and the term Negro used to mean as high as a, as a as a black person can grow is as high as I can raise my knee to kick him in the chin. No, that, we're not going by those those things anymore. So you let them understand after five hundred years of this, you let the excuse me of forty years of you claiming your freedom as a homosexual don't mean shit to me. That's that's why it doesn't no. mean anything to me. Why I'm not feeling that because five hundred years versus forty to fifty years somehow the equation just isn't even. Absolutely, and you know, I agree. I definitely agree with you. And I feel that when um, Raven was talking about um, that she's not African American and she's just American, I just feel like yeah, she just needed. And she just, and she wasn't in Hollywood, and she was just in a regular white town. Oh, she'll feel it. She'll feel it. And believe me, they ain't. They're not. Believe me, uh, white people, no matter what color you are. You are still the N word to them, and I realize that a lot. That that's what how white people, um, overall in America, that's how they look at yeah. us. They view us as where the end. And also, Raven is, Raven is bi, and I did not need to know that she was bi, but that's just to show how much, how much publicity she wants to get out of that. You know. And Ray was trying this to get girl the job. that watched over her, she was a Disney Channel girl. And I feel like she you're was. a Disney girl. You shouldn't be talking about stuff like that. Well, there's no difference between her and Britney Spears going buck wild, or Rod Carey going buck wild after they was Disney people. I mean, when you when you stop and you look at this whole thing and you revisit and reanalyze this whole thing for mm-hmm. what it's worth and how, how it goes down, we're talking about people that really, really, really have been coddled all their lives, who don't really know what what what, what the existence is. For people are, you know, you're so raven, so raven. You gladly claim being a homosexual or bisexual, mm-hmm. but yet you don't want to be called African American. That's enough confusion for me to not concentrate on what you're talking about. Wow, but you know what? The first thing that's to be my daughter. So it's like, I mean, come on. 
I know, and um, I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I like Mariah Carey and everything, but what from what I hear before she got, um, she, that she was gonna get, um, divorced. From what I was hearing, that um, you know, people say rumors and stuff, but they were saying that um, and this is not in the newspaper. You know, when you go on internet, so there's a lot of people that know a lot of different things about people, but they just they keep their stuff private. <laughs> but um, from what I was hearing is that Mariah Carey has a problem with alcohol, and that when she was pregnant, she was she was also using alcohol, and that she's been very mean to to Nick a lot. Do I believe she could be mean like a diva? Yeah. But I hope that she wasn't doing any of that stuff. But also, I don't never hear her say I'm completely black, but her kids are to her, she is a black woman to me. But at the same time, they always say that um, what your mother is is what you are. Do you agree with Hello? that? In principle, in principle, I do. Um, I mean, when you think, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, good. In principle, I, I believe what you're saying is absolutely right. What has happened is, it's just, I don't know if you heard about it, but Tay Diggs has decided that he wants to be a drag queen uh, on, on, on Broadway in your city. And that, you know, he's saying how he had some homosexual and, and what he said, ass play episodes when he was uh, in high school and stuff. But, you know, I changed this and that in the third, but yet he's going back and wanting to be a drag queen. And the question on, on the uh, page was, is this an upgrade or a downgrade for black people? And I just put one word, fuckery. Because the way I look at that is that this same individual said something to the effect of he had no use for black women. And, you know, Tay Diggs oh, he, he, he likes He likes white women, and I don't know why. That's another thing, too. Successful men, successful black men always want white women. Why? So you can't go and get a sister out of the hood or something like that that you want to go be with? You have to be with uh, uh, a white woman? Like, black women are no good. Well, they, they say things like uh, black women are a headache. Black women give us too much of a hard time. Black women don't really, you know, have any goals. They come up with all kinds of reasons. And I think to myself, well, damn. They came from a black woman. What color was your mother? Who was your first teacher? Who wiped your ass when you couldn't? Who raised you uh, pretty much and and guided you to school and picked you up and took you to school and picked you up in the afternoons? Who was there for you? Who breastfed you? And then they can't answer that or they won't answer that. Well, they'll tell me we don't get the point. I don't get it. Wow, that is so like that. You're, you're I actually, I absolutely agree with you. I mean, they, it's it that they, they came for a black woman, 
but they say they don't like black women. So you saying you don't like your mother? Exactly. Exactly. It's like, it's crazy. You know something, um, Bossy G, I have to say is that when I was pregnant, I would hear people talk about, well, oh, I hope your child doesn't have nappy, you know, get nappy here. Oh, I hope your child doesn't come out dark, dark. And I'm just like, I never thought about color at all. And my daughter did not come out like that at all. My daughter had soft white, soft hair like the white people, and they, she couldn't, they couldn't even say anything. You know, it's just that type of thing of people think when you're with another black person that the child's gonna come out like this and like that. And I was just like, why do people think like that? Well, you gotta ask yourself the question and ask your own self the question. If she did come out with either one of those things, first of all. All IP to her. Rest in peace to your daughter. Uh, mm-hmm. second, of, second of all, if she had came out like that, when mommy and loved her and left, you know what I'm saying? I never, thought about, I never thought about color or someone's texture of their hair. I, I mean, you got to realize, and, and I realized it immediately and a long time ago, that mm-hmm. a lot of times... White people are not functional thinkers. They're not. They have always put themselves out there to be, you know, this, that, and third, when in reality, and you probably have seen plenty of them yourself, mm-hmm. they're very disorganized people. They're very mean-spirited people, and they're people that, like I said before, functionally speaking, their their functionalities. And, and basic things that they ways that they should think and the way mm-hmm. they should approach them, they don't. Yeah. They don't. They don't but you know what? I think that as a community, I think sometimes, I mean, because when people were talking to me that like that, it was black women. They wasn't family of mine. But um, it's just the fact is, is that I just realized something. Is it that they don't like being black themselves? Is that why they're telling you that? That's that's absolutely it. You gotta look at something. And even when you have ignorant people, you have to be fair about how you how you deal with this thing. Oh, absolutely. One of these kind of deals where people we've been taught as a people a million reasons to hate ourselves. We're taught we're taught by the media why we should hate ourselves. We're taught by educators who we grew up under telling us why to hate ourselves, and in some cases none of us will ever be anything. We've been taught over and over again by so many people how not to love ourselves that by the time it's time for you to really figure out who you are and what you are and what you really represent, it can't because you have society telling you, giving you reasons why you should hate yourself, whereas in reality, if you turn that camera around, if you turn that mirror around, if you turn that scope around, you would see that you are so much farther ahead of the game than the person that's telling you how you should feel about yourself. That you would Absolutely. be amazed at what you saw. You'd be amazed at what you saw. That's what that's what that's why you show 
That's why I produce music. That's why I have good friends and people that surround me. And that's why I don't deal with drama, bullshit, or trifling, trifling niggas. I just don't. I don't. I don't. I don't deal with them because it's not worth. You don't deal with it. It's not. It's a waste. It's a waste of energy. And I also feel like in the black community, I feel like white people installed that whole um, welfare thing because it is just a bunch of crock. You know how many black men go in the welfare office? A lot. And I yeah. just feel like it's just a crutch. It's a crutch to not do anything. It's, not, it's a crutch to not actually go and work, actually make some a living. You know, it's a crutch. And a lot of men, they like to, a lot of people like to go there and abuse it. You know? And if there's someone that really needs the help, they don't get it. Here again, a lot of stuff that goes on in life with, with people's lives, with our own lives, if you don't, mm-hmm. expect, nothing, you don't expect nothing out of life, uh, you're probably not going to get anything out of life. If you expect or suspect that everything in your life is going to go wrong, based mm-hmm. upon what other people think and feel, yeah. Yeah. Chances are, you know, I mean, you have to really soul search. You have to really dig deep to figure out what really actually works for you. What works for you? What doesn't work for you? What makes you the man or woman who you are? And and and, and go based upon upon those parameters. You don't go by what the white man has to say about you. You don't go by what negative what the black people have to. to to say about you, and a lot of what you think is is ninety five percent of who you are because everybody has their own slice of what they think reality mm-hmm. actually is. They say that ninety five percent of what you think is what your reality is, and a lot of times we get caught up and lost in the, in those concepts and ideas of who we feel we are, who we think we are, and we are the unfortunate victims a lot of times of what other people think about us and who we are because we don't trust ourselves enough. We don't trust ourselves enough to say, look, this is who I am, this is what I've become, this is what I don't want to become, and this is how I should do in between those two extremes. And that's how you deal with life. Right. And society. Um, I could definitely say is that um, I have to say life is short, and I would just tell people to just be there for your children, um, spend time with them, um, and just remember that the teachers at school, they are there to teach your children. They are not there to raise your children. Right. That's very so good you know, some you know, don't let you know, don't let TV, video games raise your children. Like spend time with them, open them up to things that maybe um, their history or or just taking them outside to do some activities. Just um, just know that life is really short, and a lot of people are gonna do what a cut a shoulda, you know. 
man, this is really a, a watershed moment for us as a people. It's a watershed moment for us as a society. It's a mm-hmm. watershed moment for everything that means something to you. A watershed moment is, is one of those things where you get an opportunity. You know, they always speak of, of water as, as cleanliness. They always speak of water as, as uh, you know, something that you can look upon that, that, has, that has knowledge in it. My mother used to say when she dreamed about water or about fish, she knew when she was pregnant or she knew when, um, you know, things were a certain way because there's, there's knowledge in the waters. That's true. So, um, so, I definitely can say my family believes in that too, and that does happen. Like people do get dreams about that. Yeah. It's just about um, following your intuition, knowing who you are, knowing what you want, knowing what you don't want, and just to know that even as a black woman or a black man out there, because I know I see the black guys always complain about the white man on the corner, but guess what? If you do what you, if you can, if you do little by little to to get where, where how the way you want it, believe me, the the white man be the white man will be going buying stuff from you. You know, and you have people don't have any, people do not have any more power than what you give them, and if you sit mm. and you give them all this power. And say their, their, their power, they're stopping you from doing this, stopping you from doing that. Look, I've got my own businesses, I've got my own blogs, I've got my own everything. And I yeah. got that not from laying back in the tub and saying, oh, geez, I wonder what, you know, Yakub or, or Johnny Reb is going to do for me. No, instead, I, I, I pulled my, you know, uh, underwear out my ass, pulled my bootstraps up, made sure my bootlaces were tight. Pull, make sure, make sure my pants stay pulled up, okay. Make sure, and and, and uh, man up to whatever it is I had to do. And wow. I, 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 I'm like, no means have all the answers. Nor am I a perfect human being. But I'm no. not the dumbest thing out here running either. And I see a no. lot of a lot of us do a lot of dumb stuff, and then scratch our head and pat our stomach at the same time, which is hard. It's, it's hard. It's hard to do. If you right now rub your stomach and, and scratch your head, it would be hard to do because you have to have your brain trying to function, you know, two different ways and, and doing things simultaneously. And a lot of us do that shit. We we don't we don't focus on where we're supposed to be. We don't think mm-hmm. about how it's really going down. All we do is we sit around and think to ourselves, "Geez, man, we should be doing this. How come I'm not doing what Sally is doing over here?" Or or, or, you know, White Man Johnson's got this going down right here, and I really want to be like him. So we start wearing blonde hair. So we start taking on their sexual behavior. So we start, you know. I like uh, you, you said, know, you don't have uh, to. You, you, know, you don't, you know, um, I think that it'd be nice if we have more black men that actually I can say, and I shouldn't say that, I should say brothers. Because there's probably a lot of brothers out there listening, different type of brothers. Um, Mm -hmm. I would definitely say is um, just um, go for what you want. Listen to your gut and don't get yourself caught up in foolishness. Mm -hmm. And um, 
I can say the biggest thing for CG, especially in New York, being, you ain't getting no job if you got a felony. You ain't getting nothing. I mean, well, that's like the funny. toughest thing. What's funny is a lot of them that have felonies keep regular jobs. <laughs> if you're black, you got a felony. People keep their job. I mean, and I'm not, and I'm not laughing about that situation because it's it's far from funny, but that's the reality. If you're an African American and you have gone down a path that maybe you didn't choose or even want to be or be a part of, and you get out here and you get twisted up, you're not going to get that break back. So that in itself should be incentive, incentive for you Listen to up here. be right by you. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. It's like up, up here, immediately. I mean, I will hear people that who are bosses that will tell me, well, they don't hire people if once they do their background check, they see they have a felony, they just put them in a pile up. You know, you're not going to get hired, even though you might have the experience for that job. You're not going to get it because, A, you're black, and, B, you have a felony. It sucks. It and is, that's, it why is men, that's why people go and sell drugs. It is unfortunate you know? that mm-hmm. we have been in that posture. It is unfortunate that we've been treated that way. But unfortunately, you know, we even if you get cut those cards, you can still make the most out of it. That means if you have to move out of New York and come back, that means if you have to reestablish yourself someplace else and come back, just like Southerners did when they left the South after slavery, you have to reinvent yourself over and over again, and hopefully you can get blessed beyond that. We are getting ready to run out of showtime, but what I'm going to end up doing is, is either tonight or tomorrow night, you and I are going to be in touch with each other, and we're going to um, get back into having uh, topics and shows like this because what we talked about today was very, very important, and that's that's part of our relationship series. And I'm sure that Sugar Ray, he has been chomping at the bit to start having shows again. So, And he's got some things he wants to present. So I'll get with him and talk to him, and I'll be catching up with you if, you know, after the show and, and hollering at you for a second, and then we'll make some plans around doing some shows and some things and you find some stuff you want to talk about. You're always Absolutely. real smart. smart. Yeah, you're a smart young lady. You stay on top of your game. But like I said, this bad boy's getting ready to run out in a few minutes. I'm going to play this last song that came off of this One Way album. Uh, and I believe that, oh, I don't have the title to the, to the song, but it's um, it's it's called uh, Keep Dancing. And, uh, and like I said, we're going to go ahead and, and, and run with that. And, look, it's always a pleasure to talk to you because, like I said, you always have your act together. You're always, you know, real real steady on, on stuff, and you bring great topics to the table. So I'm looking forward to getting back with, at you again and looking forward to, uh, like I said, doing this thing the way we always do it. Uh, I love you. I, I want you to continue to be strong, and I will talk to you sooner than later. I'll call you right after the show is over. All right. Thank you. All right. Let's talk to you in just a little bit. That's my All lady right. from New York, Miss J, Miss New York, uh, chiming in with Flossie G this afternoon. Well, folks, we have one more song I'm going to drop on you right now called Keep Dancing from uh, Al Hudson and the Partners, a.k.a. One Way. It's been a pleasure dealing with you folks, and I hope you enjoyed that intelligent conversation we were having uh, on, on some of our life skills uh, show, Black Love Life Skills. And I think that's going to be the, na- the name of the new series that we're going to come up with for stuff like that. And 
until next time, your boy Flossy Jeezy at you. You know, I hope you know. I hope you keep smiling, keep your heads up, don't worry about what's going on out here because no one can keep us down. The man, nobody else can keep us down unless we allow them to. So we're we're going to go ahead and push it on off like that. Y'all stay blessed out there. And sis, I'll talk to you in a few. All right. Good night, everybody.